That's right, kids. It's once again time for Comics in Christ. And in today's episode, in the image of the superstar. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your spirit that we clothe ourselves in. We thank you for the ability to be in your image. And precious God, as we strive to look outside of ourselves, we pray that we remember the fruits of the Spirit that you equip us with to walk in that image, to walk in that presence, to walk in that image of grace-filled love. Be with us today, God. Nothing happens unless it's sparked by you. Amen. I'm a bit excited this weekend. As you receive this video, some of you may watch it on Saturday the 30th. Some of you may wait till Sunday morning and honestly watch it on October 31st, Halloween. And what a blessing it is to, to share an, a conversation on Halloween because we kind of exist in this, in this realm that we are called to wear our faith. We're called to put on Christ, and we're called within the definition of Christian, if you look at Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the precise definition of Christian is Christ-like. I want us to spend a moment on Halloween talking about what it means to put on the image of Jesus Christ so that we can go out and serve. But I want us not to solely look at what it means to strive to be in the image of Jesus Christ, but I also want us to celebrate a reality that exists in the book of Galatians, that we are equipped with gifts that empower us to walk in that image. We are in the light as you are in the light. Our eyes to the skies, to the heavens. O Lord, be my light and be my salvation because all I want to be is in the light. Let's look at that reality today. Let's celebrate the gifts that we are equipped with through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at what it means to aspire to be, to clothe ourselves in something outside of us. I'm going to use two images today. I want to use the image of a, of a young Drew Davis, once upon a time, walking the mean streets of Martinsville, Virginia, dressed up as Super Grover. When I was a kid, they still sold in the drugstores those those plastic Halloween costumes. So you got this sort of this bodysuit that you were wear would wear that was some kind of weird combination of plastic and pleather. And you had the, the mask, the hard plastic mask that had the rubber band that went around your head and you pulled the mask over your face. And for one night of the week, you were Superman, Batman, the one costume that I remember the most that I got that was one of those old school hard leather or hard plastic pleather Halloween costumes was Super Grover. And I remember going the house to house and when that I walked up to the house, nobody knew Drew Davis. <laughs> 
everybody's, oh, it's, it's that guy from Sesame Street. Or those that were in the know that were hip and cool just like I was. They knew, oh, that's Super Grover. And how cool it was as a child going out trick-or-treating on Halloween to put this image on and to go out and be responded to in that image. What fun that was. Not just for the treats and the goodies, but for one night to go out and the play and frolic, frolic <laughs> in the image of something else. Let's look at the definition of Christian again. The definition, Merriam-Webster's definition of Christian is to be Christ-like. So what does that mean? Much like a young Drew Davis walking around the mean streets of Martinsville, Virginia, begging for candy, it is the image to walk in the image of something else. That evening for Halloween, I was super Grover with my cool, hard plastic mask and some kind of plastic pleather blend bodysuit. That image, it was cool and fun for me to go out and to be in the image of Super Grover. Let's look at the scripture today because we're going to lead into a conversation of Galatians, but I want to look at this scripture where Jesus Christ shares with those around him the greatest commandment. And this becomes very pivotal, especially when we begin to talk about what it means to aspire to be something outside of ourselves. Let's look at the first part of the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. There's a beauty in that. When we are so called and drawn to walk side by side, with the Holy Spirit and our actions of justifying grace, when we are so hard-pressed and inspired to go out and to do things in response to things that Jesus Christ has already done for us, when we are inspired to go out and serve and do things that touch other people's lives and they don't know if Randy, Joe, or Anna... have done it, but they knew that someone that represents Jesus Christ did it. That is a powerful thing. I think about this idea of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength, and I think about many summers that I gave up to go out with a grouping of teenagers to, to take care of needs and Native American communities in the Southwest, I've, I've shared multiple times on these videos, the joy that I had going on mission trips with the Sierra Service Project. And so many different years with kids, 13, 14 trips as a leader, being able to go out with these kids and be in places where that we go and serve and celebrate Jesus Christ because for some of us, the kids got away from their parents and they got to be a week away with their friends. Fair enough. But for me and for many others, 
It was the opportunity to go out and be in the image of something else to serve the needs of other individuals. I've also shared in these videos my love for John Reed, the, the Lone Ranger. And when I became a United Methodist pastor, I immediately had this idea that I could be like the Lone Ranger. This, this idea of a tendency that we move from church to church to do different things. I had this idea of being like the Lone Ranger riding into town, setting everything straight, and with a hearty hi-ho silver riding away so that the town could take the tools that were left behind and not knowing that John Reed did the work, but someone in the image of the lawman, the Lone Ranger, came in to do some beautiful things and to set things straight for the town. When I used to go on these mission trips with the Sierra Service Project, that was a beautiful thing that I had because I spent weeks building wheelchair ramps. I spent weeks doing roofing. I spent weeks painting houses. Sometimes we even did uh, vacation Bible schools. And in all those moments, none of those kids knew that Drew Davis was doing this for them. The kids, the families in those towns knew that somebody who came to be within the image to put on the image of Jesus Christ came to take care of their needs. Just like a young Drew Davis walking the main streets of Martinsville, Virginia, begging for candy, and everybody just knew Super Grover. Now as an adult, going to a town and taking care of needs, and they may not remember the name Drew Davis, but they remember a person who represented Jesus Christ came to care for their needs. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul and all your strength. And then it moves into the next thing. Love your neighbor. Now let's look at that. Because sometimes we feel ill-equipped to go and care for the needs of other people. Sometimes there are special needs and special situations that we are being called to go out and be representatives of the Holy Spirit for, to care for the needs of other individuals, and we feel ill-equipped in the moment, and that becomes a time in our life as we remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, to put on the image of Jesus Christ. That when we're called to love our neighbors, that simple act of grace, of God picking us up, Jesus Christ doing the actions that pick us up and carries us and equips us to do the things that God needs us to do when we go out to love our neighbors as we give up a summer for the Sierra Service Project or we get up very early in the morning to go serve breakfast at Brother Benno's, or we go and we purge the cabinets, we purge our dressers and our drawers to collect food and clothing for the local food bank or local uh, goodwill, making things possible for other people to, to receive the needs and the goods 
that they have, they get those things. When we're willing to take a chance in the Holy Spirit and to step out and to serve and care and support and to do our absolute best to love our neighbors because we've already experienced what it means to put on the image of Jesus Christ and to go out and serve and care. I have a very unique history in my family. And there's times that I've talked about one of my passionate loves in my life and sermons. And I will do that today because it gives me a chance to give you an origin story of one of the passionate loves in my life. And it is an image of putting on the image of something else and literally, in this case, putting on a mask and pretending to be someone else so that we can go out and reach a desire that other people have. My dirty dark, what's my dirty dark not so secret is how much that I love professional wrestling. Now, my introduction to this love started with a cousin watching TBS television at 6.05 one Saturday night, and I had my first image of the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. But the passion for it became when my great-uncle, Jack Boyd, began to share with me stories of his life and his career as a professional wrestler. Within this fictitious world of scripted violence, there are masked wrestlers. There's individuals who go in. Sometimes those masks are made to hide the identity of a person who was working in another territory and some other territory wanted to come in and, and try him out. Sometimes the mass wrestlers are, are, are deep in the history of Lucha Libre, the, the Mexican wrestling, where the mask was the identity of the individual. And you have people like El Santo and Blue Demon, who, and Mills Mascaris, who went out and daily wore those masks because they walked every day within that image. They held those identities but sometimes those identities became so popular that they couldn't get the main person to every place. And that's where Jack Boyd comes in. My uncle Jack Boyd was a wrestler called the Superstar. Now, Georgia Championship Wrestling at the time also had a wrestler called the Superstar, Bill Edley, who went on to be in the WWF as, as a demolition, demolition acts. He had this long career as a tag team wrestler, but the beginning of his career and the most fruitful parts of his career, he was the Superstar in Georgia Championship Wrestling. Now, he couldn't be in every territory, in every town, and every night, and this was a character that was drawing a lot of money for GCW. So, every once in a while, you can find a person in the same build, the same make, and you just put the mask over their head. And the, where Bill, Bill Edley's probably working at Atlanta one night, Jack Boyd is working in South Carolina as the mass superstar.
He had the ability to walk and be in the image of this other character so that the individuals that desired to see that character saw the right build, saw the right mask, and that evening some kid had the opportunity to see the superstar. Now, it may not have been Bill Edley. It may have been Jack Boyd or, or whosoever it may be, but they were still entertained and blessed by seeing this character. I want us to think about that in this image of loving our neighbors. We are called, we cannot be Jesus Christ. There's only one Jesus Christ. There's only one perfect soul. But we are called to be the image of Jesus Christ. And there are so many people who are in hunger, who are in need, who are starving to receive some level of attention and grace from the image of Jesus Christ. And we're told, called to put on that image. And although that Bill Edley's in Atlanta and Jack Boyd's in South Carolina, although that Jesus Christ is sitting in the heavenly realm right next to God, we are in this territory. And we put on the image of Jesus Christ so that we can go out and they won't see Jack, Jerry, or Tommy, or Nancy, or Drew. They see Jesus Christ reading, meeting their need. So we love the Lord our God with our heart, all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. And we put on the image of Jesus Christ. We love our neighbor by truly being the image of Christ so that we go out and we do magnificent things in the name of grace. And individuals do not see us. They see Jesus Christ. But there's only one way that this is all possible. We have to have the gifts and the graces to pull this off. Now those gifts and graces are supplied by God through the Holy Spirit. And we sometimes we get so focused on loving God and so sometimes we get so focused on loving our neighbors, we forget the punchline of this complete statement. We forget the conclusion of what Jesus Christ says as Christ shares this image of what it means to truly care and make a difference in the world. We are called to love God. We are called to care for others, but so many of us forget that we are called to love ourselves. We love Jesus Christ and we become inspired. We put on Jesus Christ to go out and care. We become the image of Jesus Christ in caring for our neighbors. Yes, to the extent that people do not see us, they see Jesus Christ. But we are blessed by being beautiful creations in the eyes of the Lord. And we are called to go out and care through the gifts that God has gifted us with, and with those gifts, we are beloved children of God. And if God loves us, we can love ourselves too. And trust in those gifts. And not slander ourselves in such a way that it hinders the effectiveness 
of being the image of Jesus Christ, but we celebrate the gifts that Jesus Christ has given us to make us uniquely special in the missions of cares to others. And then we take those gifts to the world and change the world. Now, I've referenced many times in the ser sermon, Galatians chapter 5, so now I'm going to say it. We look at the fruits of the Spirit, and we know that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control exist within our lives. And all of these things equip us to be the image of care that Jesus Christ wants us to be. And God equips us with specific gifts to be caregivers in the name of His Spirit. We are called to go out. We are called to be. We are called to serve. And we are called to use love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And to trust those gifts that God has equipped us with and know that we are special in grace to do those things. Not slandering ourselves by pointing out the filthy rags that Paul would explain, but truly celebrating the gifts through the fruits of the Spirit that God puts in our lives and equips us to go out and to serve and care. the complete package we understand loving the Lord our God we understanding love our neighbors and then it becomes holy and complete it becomes holy and complete when we remember that we can love the individual that God made who is stepping out to serve stepping out to be the image of Jesus Christ that other people see. Stepping out to walk side by side with the God that we love so much. And stepping out to serve because we are able. Because God is able. To make things possible in our lives. To use the gifts that God has gifted us with. Even silly professional wrestling references. God can use the things that makes us very special and unique so that we can go out and serve and touch the needs of other people. Hold on to that. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Love your neighbor. And remember to love your neighbor as you love yourself. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. Amen. This has been a presentation of DWO Podcasting.